In the holy name of Jesus, amen. At the Feast of St. Matthew two weeks ago, our Lord demonstrated that seeing the world through Him, that is, through His body and His blood, changes everything. It changes perceptions into reality. It changes relationships based on merit and exclusion into relationships based on forgiveness and hospitality. And as our Lord showed us last week, change is a mark of being one of his disciples. You can't be his disciple without change because repentance always involves a change. Now this isn't to be confused with the change in perception, though. It happens often between high school boys and girls. They become sweethearts in the spring, but by the summer break, they're telling each other, I can't go out with you anymore because you've changed. Well, what exactly changed? In a matter of weeks, do kids drastically change? Or perhaps was it their perception that changed? That ended in a broken relationship. Well, as Jesus said two weeks ago, perception isn't reality. And that's exactly what Jesus is calling out today. Jesus is calling out perception as wrong. And he's calling out the Pharisees to repent of their change in perception, but to change back change back to the reality that God would have them as them, as his children, and he as their father. That relationship that was established long ago. Now, without Jesus as our lens, things can tragically go wrong. And today, the tenants in Jesus' story have the perception that the master of the vineyard, with his servants and his son, is actually coming to harm them rather than simply live within the relationship that they established at the beginning of the growing season. Gone are the days of handshakes between the two, when the tenants and the owners made the rental agreement. Gone are the days when the tenants said to one another, can you believe that we got this price for this vineyard? Now... All they perceive is violence, hatred, and death. What's changed? The master hasn't changed. The agreement hasn't changed. The only thing left is the tenant's perception. And what's caused the tenants to actually believe this perception is the power of their gossip in verse 38. The gossip that the death of a master's son would actually result in them receiving the son's inheritance. Well, the obvious tragedy of the parable is the killing of the servants and the son. But even after all the bodies are piled up, the tragedy is the tenants will have nothing. Were they ever going to receive the inheritance? Were they ever going to receive the vineyard when all along it was the masters in the first place? 
Would the master actually give the son's inheritance to those who murdered his son? When Jesus asks the Pharisees, the Pharisees don't think so. Their answer is filled with revenge. But Jesus' response to their answer needs to be unpacked because it's filled with something else. It's actually filled with change. Not a change in perception, but a whole new reality. See, the Pharisees, like the tenants in the story, and like us, who lose sight of Jesus, have a change in perception. But for the worse, we actually begin to believe the gossip that we tell each other. How those sent by the Master are here to cause harm. As we begin to believe the gossip, we hold tighter and tighter to something that is, in fact, not even ours. And the only thing that's going to release us from that hold is a complete break. A complete breakup. In order for someone to come along, pick up the pieces, and put us back together again. That is the change that all of us have to go through in order for us to receive the kingdom of God. See, the Pharisees, by the end of the scripture reading today, they're still believing their gossip. But Jesus, in fact, dropped himself on them. And they're faced with a dilemma. Repent and be put back together by Christ and have a whole new reality or stay as they were, rejecting the cornerstone. So would God actually give his son's inheritance to those who killed his son? And today's gospel reading actually says, yes, that's grace. That's exactly what happened on the cross. For those of us with our broken stories, who are crushed, Jesus joins himself with the cross into our story. And when he joins us in our brokenness, He begins to put us back together again as we follow him into death and into the resurrection, into a whole new reality as a new creation. That actually might seem harsh, being crushed in order to be put back together again. But that is the change of a disciple. In actuality, in reality, this is the constant ebb and flow of the liturgy. At the beginning of each service, we consistently throw ourselves upon the cornerstone. We throw ourselves upon the cornerstone, crying out for mercy in order that Jesus might come along 
and put us back together again with his word and his sacrament for a whole new reality. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.